HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Levo. Simple, potent, at-home herbal infusions at the push of a button. Learn more at levooil.com and feed your enthusiasm. That's L-E-V-O-O-I-L dot com. Hi, I'm Mike Schreiber. Welcome to The Shameless Chef, the show that takes us back in time to home kitchens in the 1970s, but still has a lot to teach us today. I developed this show with Michael Davenport in 1977. He was the original host of The Shameless Chef, and he shared his fearless attitudes towards food and encouraged home cooks to have fun and take some risks in the kitchen. I'm excited to keep this legacy alive and share The Shameless Chef with you on Heritage Radio Network. Today's episode is all about beverages, from judging fine wine to the infamous holiday punch bowl. We'll also share Michael's wisdom for curing a hangover. Ah, the hangover, the curse of too much alcohol. Most of us have had it. Myself, I've definitely had more than my share, which is why I've moved on to the teetotaler phase of life. But I do remember those unfortunate mornings when time under the covers was the only cure. Not that I didn't try others. My go-to was a strawberry milkshake from McDonald's. My wife and I were talking about this recently, and she asked if it really worked. I told her the real reason for the milkshake was not necessarily a hangover cure, but rather something that would mildly offset the misery. I was still hungover, but the milkshake tasted really good. My wife explained that the sugar in the milkshake offset the sugar in the alcohol, which was the prime cause of the hangover, which is where the old expression, the hair of the dog, comes from. Nevertheless, there are myriad suggested cures for the hangover. Some of them are truly mysterious, but to my knowledge, nothing really works. You, however, may have the perfect solution, and if you do, cheers. And now, here's Michael. There is more misinformation about wine than there is about politics. When it comes to wine, there are more label snobs than there are labels, and most of this is pure nonsense. Take it uh, personally from The Shameless Chef. I suppose you can make a cult of anything, including wine. I'd like to take a moment to attack some old wives' tales about wines, and they abound. First, the legend of white with fowl and red with meat. Balderdash. 
It started in France. The south of France is the scene of the production of fowl and the catching of seafood. It's also the area that produces the best white wines. Voila, the two go together. In the north of France, the beef country, they also produce the best reds, Bordeaux, Burgundy, etc. Double voila, the two go together. But how about heavy white Burgundy? It's white, but you certainly wouldn't serve it with fish or chicken. A nice light Cabernet would suffice. But you'd want something more hearty to serve with beef or a dish with tomato sauce. And some of the whites would do, like Semillon or Chardonnay. It's the nature of the wine, not the color, that indicates what to serve it with. About the temperature of wine. Now you hear white chilled and red at room temp. My stars, room temperature in most homes is 80 degrees. That's hot mulled wine to my taste. For red, not room, but cellar temperature. That's a cool 60 to 65. Most reds are best with a little chilling. Oh yes, reds should be allowed to breathe a few minutes between uncorking and pouring. Whites should be well chilled, not tooth cracking cold, mind you, but the temperature of the average fridge. Someday when you have a week to spare, I'll get into the brouhaha about imported versus domestic wines. But for the nonce, I suggest this viewpoint. When buying and serving wine, judge the wine according to your palate, not your prejudice nor anybody else's. Davenport here. Salud. By now you are painfully aware of the holidays, I'm sure, and there's no need for me to play the shameless chef role to the point of nausea, but I might suggest we take these brief seconds to, well, forget the idiocy of last-minute shopping and, for that matter, the insanity of the office party, and think about uh, entertaining. It's the holidays, so uh, up with the corners, as the British say. All during the increasing hysteria of these holidays, everyone I know is doing some sort of entertaining. I've been deluged with party questions, and I wish that time permitted a long list of edible and potable things that you can serve to your guests. But I will make a suggestion or two about that holiday favorite, the punch bowl and its contents. Now, let me begin by saying flatly, most punches are disgusting. They are kiddie drinks spiked with dangerous adult liquids. And they are not only disgusting, they are dangerous to mind, body, and to public safety. As a result of many a year of party going and punch drinking, I can recommend only three punches as being any ways near civilized. And let me tell you about them further. I will send you the recipes if you'll drop me a note here at the station. The three civilized punches are these. One, artillery punch. No, I don't know its history. Oh, I suppose it has to do with military garrisons. It's a veritable fusillade of a punch, and it should be served with all the caution you would lend to an artillery charge. You can find it in most drink books. Uh, or as I said, I'll, I'll send you the recipe. Two, there is Fish House Punch. Now, here again, I've never felt the compulsion to research its origins. It's famous, though, and as well it should be. Consequently, the recipe is in most bar books. And three, call it my favorite punch. It has no name other than my way of referring to it. I call it Tea Punch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The basis is a tea. And very quickly, it's this. Strong tea, the juice and the peels of a dozen lemons, a couple of cups of sugar, some rum and brandy <clears throat> flavorings, and a big hunk of ice, smooth and not overly sweet and uh, relatively safe. Write me here at the station for the specific recipe. Oh, may I send you an audio holiday card uh, from all of us here at the station? Uh, please have a, a warm and a laughing and a blessed holiday. <laughs> Yours sincerely, Michael A. Davenport. 
the shameless chef. We'll be right back after a short break. This episode is brought to you by Levo, the world's most intelligent at-home infuser. It's super easy to use to make infusions for cooking, candies, cosmetics, and herbal medicines. When the box showed up, I was excited to try it out as I've heard good things about the machine. It looks like a space-age coffee maker on the counter, and having it out makes me want to infuse everything. I've got plans for the hot peppers on my counter and the sage I picked from the garden before the first freeze last week, along with some other choice herbs and spices. I think everyone on my list is going to get infused oils this year. So far, I've used it for cannabis, basil, and orange peel infused oils and butter. The machine even has dry and activate functions for the highest potency and stability in your infusions, and you can connect through Wi-Fi to track your progress and record your recipes and share with the Levo community. Learn more at levooil.com. That's L-E-V-O-O-I-L dot com. Welcome back to The Shameless Chef. Today is the first day of the new year, and the first day of the rest of our lives, which may seem endless and painful to some. And this is The Shameless Chef. Let us be very quiet together. Let us contain ourselves before the brouhaha of the ball game begins. Let us quietly consider cures for the great American dog bite. The great American dog bite. That man, I can hear you mutter, is out of his booze-soaked skull. No, no, no. The time-honored cure for the infamous hangover is known as the hair of the dog that bit you. Thence, the malady must be dog bite. But be that as it may, you may be suffering, or mildly uncomfortable, or anything in between. I have been there with you, and I more than sympathize. I will proffer a cure for the, let's not be euphemistic, the hangover. Now, I'm sorry to say, but it's true. The only cure for a hangover is time. I know right now you think, time, oh, my aching head. What, what about the little mohair sweaters on every tooth? How about the stomach that's about to become a major motion picture disaster? Time, my friend. It, you'll get better. A hangover is not fatal, and it's not terminal, so, so be calm. You may need a little something to jar your system back into some sensibility. I don't recommend the hair of the dog unless you want to start on tomorrow's dog bite. But let's say something slightly peppery, the, the Bloody Mary comes to mind. No matter how you do it, make it a little you know, spicy with either Tabasco or horseradish. Make it a, a Virgin Mary. You know, that's one without the deflowering of alcohol. You see, the pepper helps wake up your stomach, and the vegetable juice does something very important. It gets some nutrition into you. Oh, there's the bull shot, too. That's made with beef bouillon. One of the egg drinks, you know, New Orleans fizz or such. See, it's food again. I know, I know, I know, no, no. Food is the furthest thing from your mind. After a while, though, try some. Meanwhile, make it easy. Make the food liquid. Now, there are a lot of esoteric hangover cures that come close to killing rather than curing, and I'll not further your misery by mentioning raw eggs, but believe me, time, food, and possibly a long shower or bath are the only known and reliable cures for what ails you. Meanwhile, let's not be shameless. Very quietly... This is Michael A. Davenport, R.I.P., and Happy New Year. 
Please subscribe to The Shameless Chef wherever you get your podcasts. The voice you heard throughout this episode was Michael Davenport, the host of The Shameless Chef, who unfortunately passed in 1985, but lived a truly vibrant life. The Shameless Chef is produced by Dylan Hoyer and me, Mike Schreiber, with podcast development and additional production by Kat Johnson. Our audio engineer is Matt Patterson. The original theme song for The Shameless Chef was composed by Chip Davis. Armin Spengen composed the theme music for this podcast. The Shameless Chef is powered by Simplecast. The Shameless Chef is a production of Heritage Radio Network, the world's pioneer food radio station. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org and follow us at heritage underscore radio.